this content factory we call The Rich Eisen Show. This is The Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I can't tell you enough how much I love your show. With guest hosts Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Boom! Live. Boom! From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen brand is really hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now, sitting in for Rich. We're ready for any challenge. Here's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Got Cynthia Freeland coming up in about 20 minutes. Going to break down some numbers of the NFL. Does a great job on the NFL Network. She's a wizard. In about an hour, we're going to have the most excited man in the world. He's very interesting, but he's the most excited man in the world. I'm really fired up for our guests in an hour, so we'll have him on the show as well. It's been a big show already so far. Talking about uh, this Anthony Davis calf strain with Tim Legler, and we're getting into some uh, Michael Jordan memories, of course, on his 58th birthday, sharing a birthday with the great Jim Brown as well, turns 85 today, one of my dad's favorite all-time players. Um, but, you know, Ryan, you and I have had a lot of fun this week talking about all things sports. Player mobility has been such a hot topic across the NFL and the NBA and uh, we're getting ready for, of course, baseball coming up and pitchers and catchers reporting today for some teams. But I do want to you know, take, a, take a beat from talking about what's going on in sports right now to take a, a look back at, at your career and your life because it does fascinate me, as I said yesterday, somebody who's seen the highest of mountains and the lowest of valleys and has lived to tell the tale can, can provide great inspiration and wisdom for folks so as people hit you up and they ask you, whether it's on social media, your Twitter, your, your Instagram, you know, life advice or questions, or what's the thing you notice the most? What's the one question or the thing that people come and seek out from you you're noticing in your post-NFL career? I think it's they just want to be heard. You know, they want to feel like they have a voice that is being heard by somebody that maybe they, that can relate to them. It, and it doesn't. It doesn't mean they have. They're going to go fix their lives, or they're going to. Sometimes it's just therapeutic and 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 a huge weight off your chest if you actually can tell somebody else that you're struggling. It doesn't have to be public. It doesn't have to be. But you know, like, hey, I'm I'm going through something. You know, your 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 public way you've gone about things is has been helpful, um, and that alone continues my approach to life now uh, i it doesn't cost me anything to be vulnerable transparent or self-deprecating about my my career or about my time in prison or anything like that i i am incredibly grateful for it i also know that i am not perfect i am incredibly flawed um and i have to work on myself constantly um, which I think everybody does, um, and I think sometimes we just we take things for granted, and so that's what this is. This new life I like to think of. I think it's a whatever act it is for me, my twentieth or whatever. But uh, it, it's allowed for me to make uh, some tremendous friends. The support I've gotten from people who um, who believe in me, which I I thought would never be the case again. I thought I'd burned all the bridges. I thought I had, um, you know distanced myself and isolated myself so much that that was not a possibility again. So I'm always incredibly grateful for when 
people reach out and support Rich Eisen being one of the main people who, especially in this career, like you get into the broadcasting career, you need people to help you and support you along that way because, you know, it's a small world. And he's been incredibly supportive, um, you know, you know, phoning me up and asking me to host this show when he's off sometimes because, of course, his, his platform is amazing on uh, the amount of people he reaches. So I've had a lot of people um, – I remember Jay Glazer telling me one time, like, like, Ryan, you know, a lot of people are still here because of you. And I'm like, dude, I am, I am only here because of so many people. And that, that's the interconnection, right? So that's what we're talking about when people reach out. Um, we found out today, um, my brother, uh, from the NFL, Vincent Jackson, the, the, a bit of their autopsy came back and it, it shows chronic alcoholism, which is a medicating form of, of dealing with, with things that, and, uh, it continues to be sad. And, uh, we talked about the video I released on, on Monday when I heard the news yesterday and it's really, uh, it's really impacted people, um, it also started a conversation with a bunch of my NFL brothers. I got calls all day yesterday and, and already today around uh, around it, and we're going. We're just not going to let this pass. We're gonna we're going to um, stick to itiveness of it and be there for one another, check in on each other, and um, and when a brother is in, in need and in help, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going. That's just something I've decided I'm going to do. You know, uh, I'm figuring it out. Sometimes we don't know, and that's the worst part of all this. So there has to be a better way that we know when, when, when something's going on. And that's, that's the thing that, that I want to try. So that's, that's exactly the platform of it. The cool thing about living that lifestyle, you get to chase your dreams and chase your goals. And 2021 was all about that for me of like, you know, I think I, you lost a lot of control in 2020. Let's double down on the, the recovery side of things and go after the, the things we want and feel like we have some control over it. So um, you kind of take some of that back. You do the next right thing. You stay out of the result. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do, and I think a lot of people have responded to that. And uh, it's, so, it's so great to be connected with your fellow human beings and knowing we're all the same. That's, that's special. Ryan Leaf and Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And while the NFL and the NFLPA still has great strides it needs to make in order to connect with these players, both while they're in the league and when their time playing football is over, because that can often lead to, to, to you know problems and struggles that can get pushed by the wayside. So while the NFL does still have work to do, you have to see some of the strides they've made since your time in the league. Oh God, Just the yeah. conversation I mean, around player safety and, and, and mental health in particular, there have, what are some of the things you point to as having been successful and having already made an impact since you started playing? Uh, one thing through the NFLPA, the trust, which is a, uh, um, organization that really works with, uh, you know, the benefit side of thing. Like I, I go, I go see a therapist, um, every week. And, you know, therapy is expensive, and, uh, but through the trust, um, it, it's covered. So I can, I can go as much as I want to for any kind of diagnoses and stuff, and, and it will be covered. And I can be reimbursed for, for, those, um, for those therapy and counseling, which is huge for, for individuals that, that may not be able to afford it, you know. Um, the trust is a big part of it. The NFL legends community uh, generated on the NFL side of things. Um, that's a huge step in the right direction. It is the marketing arm 
of the NFL. So it, there is a you know it's a marketing thing too. I don't know if they if they really were invested, they'd really throw a bunch of money behind it. I, I really believe that. Um, you know, so I, I do think they're making the strides, but there's just they could do so much. You know, like we. I think a standalone facility for players for mental health and substance abuse issues would be huge because you're also fearful of letting anybody see that you're vulnerable or, you know, when you when you mess up and, and you rely on something and you feel less than, you don't want to tell anybody about it. So you hide it, and that usually means you numb it by medicating or, or, or whatever. If there's a standalone facility by itself where you go and your peers are in there, like if I walked in and then there's a fellow second pick overall pick in the draft where there's not many of those guys around – where you guys could really relate, like, oh, we're, we're the same, we're okay. You know, the NFL has a Pro Football Hall of Fame where, you know, it's a museum. I don't know how much money they throw into that every year, but there's, wouldn't it be great if there's a, a, a facility that has the greatest statues of the greatest players in the NFL and another one that helps facilitate some of the, the, the players that built it that are struggling um, and are fragile? I think that's just... I, I'd love to see that. Now, hey, I'm the first to tell you. Like, when I walked out of prison, I said to myself when I looked in the mirror, Ryan, you're here. You're here right now in this place in life because of what you've done, not because of anybody else. So I've lived like that for the last six years. I take accountability. I don't put blame on anybody else. So I am, I am of that mindset of like, hey, I knew what I was doing, right? I knew that I was banging my head against a wall, and I knew there was going to be consequences to to that. And you know, any other business out there, like if you get, if you work for an insurance company, you know, 20 years later, they're not responsible for your mental health, right? But you buy into 401ks to pensions to, uh, to these things. And it's, you know, there's 27,000 of us that exist out there. That's it. It's not like we're talking about 27 million looking for, you know, some sort of medical um, situation, right? This is 27,000 players that exist at the moment. And I, I do believe there's a responsibility and an accountability for the NFL I know it's difficult for them because they fight the they have to fight the juxtaposition of hey, this is a great sport. We make a ton of money with it. It's safe. We're figuring out ways to make it safe, but also, and and not and not admit that there's brain trauma that comes from it, and then turn around and try to help people as well. It's it's a it's counterproductive in what they're trying to accomplish. So they're kind of caught in a situation. So I I don't want them to be one thing and then rail against the other. I'd rather have them actually tell us honestly what it looks like and and just say this is what it is. We're a capitalist industry and we're going to make a hell of a lot of money and this is the labor we use and you get paid handsomely for it. Well, I think you had a great idea the other day on the show when you were talking about uh, the idea of players retiring and having to learn how to reacclimate themselves to society. I've always yep. been confused on how somebody can go out there on Sunday get off the line, sack a quarterback, do a dance with 80,000 people cheering their name, and then on Tuesday go to Whole Foods and wait in the checkout line. Like, I don't know how you can manage those emotions. I really don't. And to have some type of program after you leave the game, you mentioned like a 30-day treatment facility or something, or the idea of going out into nature and disconnecting and really processing what your body and your mind has just experienced because it is traumatic, and you will have PTSD the rest of your life from it. So how to understand how to then reconnect with yourself. As I said, reinvention is the path to self-discovery. So I think that's a beautiful idea that I would love to see the NFL and the NFLPA take up, is that when you retire, you've got a 30-day, all-expenses-paid treatment center, basically, for you. And I think that could do a lot of good. And for me, it was a, it was di- a little different because – 
you lose you, you you quit a game you you've done your whole life the identity part like i was i was an athlete i was seen as an athlete i was placed on a pedestal as an athlete this is this is what gave me value that's the only thing i had now i was quitting that in my mind i still had the money power and prestige and that that for me made me a success so i thought i could still get on because of that what i didn't take into consideration is how much it would affect me not no longer having the football but now be to be considered as a failure as one of the biggest busts ever i didn't i thought those three things would would soothe that soul but it it, it doesn't um and you start to buy into what other people actually say about you or think about you and you feel like you didn't accomplish what you intended to accomplish and then the depression just sets in and you then you're like well i wasn't a good football player and now it seemingly seems like i'm a terrible person so now it's even worse and I think a lot of guys go through that. They're like, you know, how is this possible? I made all this money. I was uh, revered. I was a great athlete. And now I, I just I can't get out of bed. I'm alone in a hotel room and I'm dying. How, how, does, how do we help with that? It's not, it's not a, it was inappropriate for me to blame because that's not the point. It was hyperbole and I was emotional. And that's okay to have those feelings in that moment. It really is. And it's okay to, to show them to people. Um, but we can't have people continue to die. That's the, that's the thing. And all, all, all walks of life, not just football, but I, those are my peers. So it's, it's intimate for me. We can't have this continue. We can't have people at 38 years old dying alone in a hotel room because there is a solution. It's preventable. That's the thing. It's, it is preventable. And when you're a multi-billion dollar corporation, you have a ton of power. I don't have that. I don't have the resources behind me to do those things. I want to be. I have the purpose and the drive to do it. I just I don't have the the infrastructure. And you guys do. You can help me with that. Let me help. Let me be part of the solution with you. That's what I'm asking. Ryan Leaf and Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We've got Cynthia Freeland coming on in about 15 minutes, talk some big numbers around the NFL and you know, Ryan, you're talking about the NFL's resources that they have at their disposal and, and something that is, is not really defined by money so much is, is just humanity, and that's community. The idea that you said there's only 27,000 souls that have ever set foot on a football field on this earth and, and in the NFL, and that's a very special, sacred community. And to tap into that brotherhood, to lean on your other players, uh, coaches who are part of that you know, community as well, um, I would imagine provides you great strength and, and, and great guidance. Are you noticing that younger guys in today's generation who have more tools of communication, like social media at their disposal, more platforms, podcasts, noise surrounding the game of football, are they seeking out that guidance from older players and guys who have been through the fire and come out the other side? Or do you think there's still ways to connect with that younger generation and continue to build that community? Well, I think we're going to continue just to, I mean, we're going to forcefully make it, uh, we're going to, we're going to make that noise. Okay. That's, uh, that's important. And then we, then we feel like we've done our part. Um, it would be terrible to stand by and, and just and say nothing and be quiet. And, and, um, what has to happen in, in particular with the NFLPA in the collective bargaining agreement, there has to be former players who have a voice. And right now it's just current players. And current players, guess what? They don't believe they're going to be at 38 years old in a hotel room alone dying. They don't. They believe everything's in front of them. I did. Um, when I transitioned, I thought those three things still gave me success. Even though I, I hadn't been a success in the NFL, it doesn't. All right? There's, you, you have to understand that life's going to come at you 
100 miles an hour. And just because you were a great football player doesn't make you a good person. And you have to build that from the start, too, foundationally. I'm glad you feel and recognize that there are a lot of people rooting for you, Ryan. You know, you've got your friends who you know in real life. You've got your followers who are on your timeline who you feel a connection to, but you might not know them in a more traditional way. But you feel that energy coming, I'm sure, every day when you post and you share this part of you, which is not easy. You know, I think people oftentimes assume, oh, Ryan Leaf, he's just going to tell his story like it's all good. But it's your story. It's personal to you. And it's you. not all good, guys. Like, it's not all good. Like, life is hard. Like, the last few days have been very difficult. And you, But luckily, to your point, I've placed uh, – I have an emotional toolbox now. Like, I have equity that I go to, and I have a, a fellowship. It's all about being connected. And what the worst part of, of Vincent Jackson's death is, no one. He was all alone. That's, that's what broke my heart the most is because I know what that felt like. I know what it feels like to feel like you're all alone and no one understands you or no one is there for you and you believe in your eyes and mind that I'd rather not be here. And that's, that's the most saddening and sickening part of all this because if you'd have known, I'm, I'm, I'm here for everybody. I don't care who you are or where you are. You and I are the same. We're a human being who's flawed who wants to be better and wants to be better for other people. And that's, that's the foundation for, for who I am and who I'm going to be the rest of my life. It's great stuff, man. Incredibly inspiring. And, and I really appreciate you sharing and, and wishing nothing but success and finding whatever it is that makes you happy. And I think that's, that's something for a lot of people too, is that they think there are these things out there, whether it's money, whether it's material possessions, whether it's a euphoric feeling that gives them happiness. And as you get older and you try to find what it is that makes you truly happy, that's sort of the, the, the secret sauce, if you will. And that's that that's what we're rooting for for everybody. So appreciate you sharing as always, man. And we're going to take your calls a little bit later on in the show as well. If you want to talk to Ryan and, and get into it, 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-RICH. But coming up next, very excited for our next guest, Cynthia Freeland. You know her from the NFL Network. She's going to break down some big numbers behind the game that, that we all love. So coming up next, Cynthia Freeland with Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich. Tomorrow we've got Kirk Morrison who will be hanging out on Friday as well. Lamorne Morris from New By Girl the way, how, 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 we haven't in. had a discussion of why I've been benched. Why, why am I being benched? Because well, we're playing to win championships, okay. Ryan. You know, right. you took us as far as this as you can with this group, and it's yep. like an Alex Smith situation where you pass the baton over to Patrick Mahomes and we send you. know you what? I'll, 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 take being, I'll take being Alex Smith in this scenario. <laughs> I will. I will. All right. Uh, hey, man, we missed you on the golf course yesterday. Golf, the only sport you get better at as you get older. I know you're on daddy duty, but snuck in a, a, an 18 at Twilight. We missed you, man. Well, I'm going to try to get out that now that I don't have to host the Rich Eisen show on Friday. I'm going to I, I think I'm going to try to hit the links uh, on Friday um, with, the, with the with our boy Jay that we had on yesterday. So, yeah, that's yeah, right. It was yeah. great to have uh, Jay Chandrasekhar on the show yesterday. Funny, funny dude. And uh, I look forward to see what he's cooking up with Spielberg. And uh, our next guest uh, is from the NFL Network. You know her from her work on there. And she just breaks everything down with all the numbers behind the game that we love. Cynthia Freeland joins the show. And Cynthia, I know you're doing great in your life and your career, but if you need new representation, Ryan Leaf is your guy. There's nobody who is a bigger Cynthia Freeland fan than Ryan Leaf. So are you happy with your agent? I mean, I, I love my agent, but like the feeling's mutual. I think I could be Ryan's agent as well. So I think that that's how it could go both ways, right? Broadcaster empowerment. It's a new era is what it is. Uh, Thanks so much for taking some time, though, to be on with us. And, and, you know, we've been having a lot of fun this week talking about all the possible scenarios and off-season mobility. And it seems like player movement is as fluid as it's ever been in the NFL and has fans very excited in the off-season. Of all the rumored moves, of all the rumored blockbusters, which one gets you really excited from an analytics point of view, just from a nerdy stat perspective? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, first, thank you for having me. And second, the interesting part for me is pretty much wherever Deshaun Watson ends up. I don't think he's going to stay in Houston. That seems like probably more likely than not something that's kind of going to go the other direction. But I think it'd be really interesting to see, like we, we hear rumors of Deshaun possibly being a Panther or something like that, but I would like to see Deshaun in Miami. I think that would be a really interesting fit with that coach and that scenario, and of course, you got to factor in the money thing, right? You go from one state with no state income tax to another state with no state income tax, and that could be a good way for his uh, contract to still be as valuable as it is. I, uh, I asked this question to you before, especially around uh, making big trades, and we saw the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff swap, a lot of first-round picks, no first-round picks for the L.A. Rams for a significant amount of time now moving forward. And in their mind, they really do believe that they were a player away. And I I have a hard time believing that if Matthew Stafford is the quarterback for the L.A. Rams in the divisional round in Green Bay, it still doesn't it still doesn't change the fact that 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 Green Bay is, is playing in the NFC championship. So tell our listeners why it's just not about one player, even though you may be a huge Matthew Stafford fan. Well, I mean, you use that NFC Championship game, it's perfect because you saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers was a league MVP. There's no doubt he's amazing. But look at his defense. 
They targeted one particular cornerback. They kept throwing to the slot in his coverage and just crushed him out of the gate. And ultimately, the complementary aspect of football and the fact that you can't just take one side of the ball or the other, right, that old adage of, like, the best way to stop Patrick Mahomes is to keep him on the bench or whatever. We've said that about every quarterback ever, right? So it's true, though. You have to be able to be complementary such that the sum of all of your pieces is greater than the individual or the the whole is greater than the sum of the pieces, right? So whatever they give up, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the Rams situation in terms of which free agents they can re-sign or who they'll be missing. But, yeah, of course Aaron Donald's a huge factor. Of course Jalen Ramsey's a huge factor. But you also need to have people to run the ball. You also need to have people to throw the ball to or, you know, linebackers to stop the run. You need to have all of the different pieces working together because if one thing breaks down, the other things are not necessarily strong enough to continuously keep it all held together. Cynthia Freeland joins the show from the NFL Network. Ryan Leafs, uh, she's number one correspondent, I think. You've been so fired up to have you on the show. He's been talking you up all week long, and it's great to have you on. Um, you know, I'm from New York, and the Jets have been a joke for a long time now. Rich, of course, is a huge Jets fan. Uh, and it's so Jets to get the number two pick in the Trevor Lawrence draft. But what do they do with Sam Darnold, who's still on his rookie deal, Cynthia? I think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. I think Sam Darnold, when you look to see, like I did, a, I, I kind of took a look at all of the free agents. And for me, Sam Darnold stacks up way better than Carson Wentz, especially if you look at the price per dollar production. If you look at all the potential aspects, like get Sam Darnold an O-line that's not going to get him crushed. Get him a couple of receivers that actually, you know, aren't guys we've, never heard of before not because they aren't good or whatever but they're not that great right get him some quality production and some quality help a running back situation that is reliable because we saw what Sam Darnold did in college with play action we saw what Sam Darnold did his first season he was under all of the pressure but he had a better situation in terms of being able to have receivers get open it's it's not like it's not like their entire team was injured confusing not seemingly wanting to play who knows I mean the Lev Bell situation alone was very confusing last season so when you look at all of those things I don't think that the Jets would give up on Sam Darnold I understand I might be in the minority there but I think there's a lot of weird things that they need to clear out and they've got a great new coach that will be like really looking for opportunities for that defense to get better and they've got a situation where you know they'll be able to they'll be able to at least like grow leaps and bounds if they focus elsewhere and really can commit to Sam Darnold. I love that idea. That's my, that's, I, I think they have to go all in on Sam Darnold and, and build around him. Um, let's talk free agency in particular, the wide receiver position. You have some uh, interesting takes uh, around that and, and what teams are thinking and maybe some uh, value on a, on a certain few players that aren't necessarily uh, matching up with your analytics. Yeah, it's interesting because it seems a few of these guys become like the darlings of free agency or and people will overpay for them. And I've been seeing a lot of analysis around like Brandon Cooks, for example, people have been likening him to like Antonio Brown, Brown in his prime. And I found no evidence of that. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying the injury history, the, you know, the amount of separation he gets on most of his routes is nowhere near what Antonio Brown was able to do. And we look to see a guy like Allen Robinson, who's had such terrible quality of quarterback. I mean, from Jacksonville to, to Chicago, it hasn't been good. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see how 
people stack him up versus a Chris Godwin, who really had this awesome breakout season. And by the way, Jameis Winston threw the ball a ton, and he caught a lot of those passes. This appear volume of, of passes that went his way was greater than a lot of other court, a lot of other running backs. So for me, or running backs, wide receivers. So ultimately, for me, it comes down to what is the fit for your team? What kind of what kind of routes do you want this person to run? What is the expectations, and how much are you going to pay them? Because the cap will go down this season, so you don't want to overpay for something that you're not going to be able to get returns on. It's not good for the player either. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins the show. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich Eisen. You mentioned Chris Godwin from the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NFL offseason conversation oftentimes starts with the recent Super Bowl champs. So of all the high-profile free agents that are down in Tampa, which one is most likely not going to return to make another run at the Super Bowl? I think Chris Godwin, it has to be. I think that they will be able to replace. And look, and I'm not saying he's not great because he is great, but I just think that in the mark, given the market and the opportunity for growth, like, you know, that, that offense, Byron Leftwich doesn't get enough credit for being, for doing as good of a job. At least I haven't heard him get enough credit. Right. So I think the ability to kind of train someone who could be on a less expensive deal than what Godwin will command in the marketplace, I think he'll be able to do that, especially given the other pieces surrounding and the rest of the cast. That O-line doesn't get enough credit either. They played really well. Like Ali Marpet is, nobody talks about like how much guards matter, but they do. So especially when you have a true pocket passer for a quarterback. So those are all things that like combine to make the, to, to make the whole offense go. So when I'm looking at this one and I'm doing the math on it, I do think I'm not saying they can replace Chris Godwin. No way, but I'm saying they could bring a younger star up, get a less expensive contract and really grow him in an offense that would make sense for a, that's a great opportunity for a receiver to grow in the league with, you know, not a ton of expectations, but also a, a, enough expectations to perform, but not like asking him to be the number one right away. It's a, it's like, uh, you know, you can go a place and, and be a dude and not be the dude, I think is, is a way to, uh, to say that in layman's terms. Is that, is that a famous yeah. phrase or did you just make that up? Dude, I may, I, I coin things from time to time. I told I you you should you know start this. a fortune cookie company. Yeah. I think you'd have some great little life nuggets and wisdom in there. <laughs> well, I, this is, this is, this is the pronostications part of it, right? Uh, with the lack of offseason this year in terms of how they're going about no scouting combine, Cynthia, um, scouts having been not been on the road this year because of all the COVID protocols and limitations, I mean, this is going to be a year where there's going to be a lot of hit and miss. How do they, how do they really focus in and make sure they, they get the right guys in the draft and do the right thing when it comes to free agency? Yeah, I mean, you're going to see who's actually worth their salt and who just gets lucky from groupthink because part of the value – I mean, look, we, we all don't – look, I love the combine. It's my favorite thing. Watching Rich run the 40 is, like, constantly, like, the funniest thing I see all season long. But, you know, ultimately the combine's my favorite, but it's not because of the drills or the measurements or whatever. It's more because of what what people can talk to each other. And the, there's a big groupthink that goes on. Those scouts, they, they're on the road. They have a, a very disparate lifestyle. So it's going to be interesting to see – how who's good who can communicate well who has a good opportunity here to take their vision and execute it who's going to end up looking like the ravens a couple years seasons ago when they got all the pieces to really get that greg roman offense with lamar jackson like running with all that 12 personnel and like they needed those specific tight ends and that specific o-line who's going to be able to execute their vision and who's going to be like lost in the shuffle and don't know who to pick because they typically cheat off each other's tests 
right? So that's get, you're going to see who are the good teams, who have the good communicators, who have the good leaders, and you're going to see who doesn't. And some teams will get a little masked by the fact that if they have, like, a great quarterback or something. But, you know, for the most part, you're going to see who's good and you're going to see who's not. Speaking of the NFL draft, which is going to – uh, approach re- rather quickly uh, in the next few weeks. Cynthia Freeland joining us from the NFL Network, Ben Lyons and, and Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich Eisen. Speaking of the draft, uh, what is the value in 2021 of a first-round pick? Because we're seeing them thrown around. We're seeing pen- people just casually mention them in packages for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or Odell or whoever is getting talked about, getting traded. What does a first-round pick actually mean in 2021? Yeah, you know, I would be selling out for the future. I would be taking as many free agents this season as possible. And in a year where everything is so confusing, unless you have the number one pick and you know already what you're going to do, I don't necessarily think that trying to put all of your eggs in the basket this season is a great draft strategy. I mean, look what happened to Minnesota last year. They had the most draft picks in a, like since 1970, and it was tough. They have a really young team. It was really hard for them to learn. Obviously, they didn't know that. COVID would hit and all this stuff when they were enacting that strategy. Because remember, free agency is really when COVID shut everything down. But ultimately, that didn't serve them well at all. This is a season where it's already unknown. There's already a lot of uncertainty around draft picks in general. Even the first round pick, no one knows for sure if Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. They can take their best guess, but you don't know for sure. And ultimately, you're adding a level of even more uncertainty this season compared to other seasons. So if you're selling out for draft picks this year, it's really going to be a lot riskier than if you're looking in future years when you have a little bit better. I think by this time next year, people will innovate and you'll have a better way to evaluate all of the draft talent just overall. So it's going to be better for everyone. But this year, it's, I would say, it's, you know, I, don't, I don't know a percentage or a, you know, a true number value that's different, but the risk is certainly considerably higher that someone will end up not fitting or suiting what you're expecting them to do. Well, let's get Cynthia uh, out of here with this one. This is more of a, a, a you know, kind of a, a shaming opportunity, I think. Uh, you know, Ben, have you, seen, have you seen Game of Thrones? Are you a Game of Thrones fan? I'm not a Game of Thrones oh, fan, but I have seen the show. Yeah. You have. You've seen it. You're not a fan, though. Not a huge fan. You know um, that Rich Eisen behead, and the show. Beheading on a Sunday night before I go to bed doesn't sit well, well with that's, me and my you know, wife. I watched right, Seven yeah. last night yeah, as I exactly. fell asleep. That's what kind of mood I was in. So, listen, it, it's, it may be one of the greatest... Uh, series as ever until maybe the last five episodes. I don't know. But Rich Eyes is a huge fan of it. Um, I even have my own Westeros house image from when I hosted the Rich Eyes and House or Rich Eyes and Show. Well, Cynthia has never seen it ever. So I, I, I it got is like Cynthia a, beat there. I've seen a, I've seen a few episodes. Right? Oh, you've I, just seen a few episodes. Wizards oh, and dragons and geez. white guys with beards like baseball. Like education here, education. <laughs> so Cynthia has accepted the challenge of of becoming uh, a Game of Thrones uh, series regular here. So that's that's my job, not only to bolster her as her agent, but uh, to inform her about. The, the, the Cynthia, are you like me when you feel all this hype around shows? You kind of intrinsically just t- tune in, tune inward, and say, "You know what? I don't want to <laughs> watch the hot show that everyone's talking about." I felt like it was like a big commitment, right? Like you have all these details and the symbolism. I was like, I have a lot of other stuff to do. Like people were really overanalyzing it in its heyday. You know, I just felt, I just felt like it was too much. So. I, I think that's, I think that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, oh man, unless I can really devote a lot of time to this. When it was like really, really hot, I was like, "All right, I, I gotta go. I gotta go elsewhere." Yeah, come on, Ryan. <laughs> Cynthia's too busy analyzing if Chris Godwin's cap hit is going to affect the salary and all this. She doesn't have time to analyze Wizards and Dragons. 
Well, I think you she know, needs to take some time to analyze whether Joffrey really was uh, was that insane and and duplicitous. That's that's a big part of now. Sunday evenings as well. Now that it's not like I don't feel like that like Twitter need to like talk to everyone about it at the moment that it's happening. Like I didn't like that. I hate that with a Bachelor. I can't do any of that stuff. It drives me crazy. Like the like I'm I'm fine getting like it, it works now. But I'll only do it on one condition. Is that is like I need my Matchbox Twenty uh, pump up music like someone else. <laughs> on this show always listens to before games. Yeah, DJ Ryan Leaf is starting to uh, show his head, and I don't know if he's going to be on the ones and twos for spring break. The jury's out. (laughs) Uh, Cynthia, we appreciate the time and the insight as always, and keep up the great work on NFL Network. Thanks for having me. Cynthia Freeland joining the show. Uh, Coming up in about 20 minutes, the world's most excited man. Very interesting guy, but he's the world's most excited man. I'm so fired up. If you're looking for some inspiration, if you're looking for somebody to get you through the week, we've got the perfect guy for you. He's coming up in about 20 minutes. I want to continue with this NFL free agency talk, though, with you, Ryan Leaf, coming up next and talk about some of the players who aren't quarterbacks who might really turn the tide for a franchise and bring them great fortunes in this upcoming season. So we'll get into some NFL free agency next. It's Ben Lyons and Ryan Leaf in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I would like to see Deshaun in Miami. I think that would be a really interesting fit with that coach and that scenario. And, of course, you got to factor in the money thing, right? You go from one state with no state income tax to another state with no state income tax, and that could be a good way for his uh, contract to still be as valuable as it is. That was the great Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network making our show better here today. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison in tomorrow. So while I've got you here, Ryan, I wanted to talk about some of these NFL free agents who aren't quarterbacks. Cynthia was talking about Deshaun Watson, obviously the most high profile and uh, TMZ gossipy kind of uh, situation in the NFL offseason with a lot of drama behind the scenes, of course. But in terms of players on the field who might be able to move the needle for their teams or a change of scenery might benefit 
them and their teams, there are some names, of course, for p- position players who don't play quarterback that, that are of note, most notably starting with Deshaun Watson's teammate, J.J. Watt, who after 10 years in Houston has decided to take his talents elsewhere. When you think of J.J. Watt and what he still has left in the tank, what's the best situation for him? Well, I, I, would, I would assume it's a contender. And what's, what's kind of hard to imagine in all of this is that the Cleveland Browns have become uh, one of those places where they've, they're a contender now. And it's amazing. when you know It, it gives other programs hope throughout the NFL when you believe if you find the right, if you hit on the right head coach, and Cleveland had just not hit on the right head coach for a long, long time, but you fit, hit on the right one. Sean McVay in L.A., you hit on the right one. Kyle Shanahan in, in San Francisco, right? You hit on the right head coach. Kevin Stefanski seems to be the guy in Cleveland that has got turned around. Now players are looking at Cleveland as a free agency landing spot. We which are is, living in a weird simulation and a strange right. timeline, and there are a lot of wormholes and, and weird black holes that have created this alternate universe that we call 2021 when the Cleveland Browns are a free agency destination now, for a legend now, of the have, game looking to get a ring. Yeah, having said that, now he has 12 or 13 other suitors, all right? So that's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, we had Mary Kay Cabot on our um, NFL radio show last night, and she talked about how, you know, those things I just stated, you know, Cleveland's one of them, but there are other, other places like Green Bay's a, a great landing spot because the team's really good, um, and he'd be able to go back home to Wisconsin. Indianapolis is a, a good landing spot. Their, their defense is already really good, and they've got a lot of caps. Now, the biggest question is for J.J. Watt is he willing to not, you know, what's this about, right? Because he's making $17 million this year in Houston, right? He, he can't expect to make anywhere near that going somewhere else because he's going to, and again, I'm going to put this out there, you know, he, he needs to go to a place where there may be the dude there, Miles Garrett, and he can just be a dude. Washington and with it, Chase Young. That's a good enough thing right now, and maybe he plays 30 to 35 snaps a game rather than the normal 50 to 55 that he was playing before because, you know, he's – not as good as he once was, but as good as once as he ever was. And that's, that's, that's huge in this, in this sense. You can get a guy that can do what he can do. And also Pittsburgh's a place, right? His brothers play there. I mean, what, a, what an amazing thing to end your career with your playing with your brothers, be bookend with J.J. Watt and his brother, you know? That's, For a story that's, franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. But also, the Steelers are, are, Steelers are hard, hard sell because they, they are, they are money capped man they are they have a lot of problems when it comes to money and if he expects to also get paid not only go to a contender but also get paid you can start to rule out some teams pretty quickly because I don't think for a moment he wants to go some he's made like a hundred I think I heard last night he's in his whole career in football he's made like a hundred point seven million dollars in his career playing football who knows what else he's done with all of his endorsements and things like that but you know, he's made a lot of money. So I don't anticipate him haggling over a bunch of money when it comes to landing in the right spot for a chance to win a championship. Ryan Leaf and Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. You can be a part of the show as well. 844-204-RICH. And coming up in about 10 minutes, the world's most excited man is calling this show. Another name, speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's up for a discussion this NFL offseason is Juju Smith-Schuster who obviously asked for it when he would TikTok on the center logo of every team and then got clocked in the playoffs. Uh, let, let's talk about his future in Pittsburgh. Do you see him suiting up in, the, in, the, uh, in Pittsburgh again next year as, as, and, and in the lineup with Ben Roethlisberger, or would he be that kind of guy to fill in for a Chris Godwin, a new change of scenery, and go down to Tampa? 
well, he's going to, you know, there's going to have to be some, if he's going to go play for Tom Brady, there's going to be a different mentality, I think, uh, if he does. But I, yeah, I think, I, I think Juju ends up moving on from Pittsburgh. I really, I really think they're going to, I think they could have a tough year next year, especially because they're, to keep Ben, they're going to have to restructure that contract. Bud Dupree is a free agent on the other side of the football. Um, they, you know, Marquise Pouncey is retiring. Uh, he's been with Ben since 2010. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva on the left tackle. He's a free agent. Uh, I, I hear the Chargers are really interested in him protecting Justin Herbert's backside. Um, you know, so they, they are they – are, A team in flux, for sure. They are a team in flux. They've made their run. They're in a place right now that uh, they're on a precipice because they've been a team. They won the division this year. They were 11-0. and 0. They weren't able – they didn't have to confront what their frailty was because they had kept winning games. And then they became this, you know, just shell of themselves the final six games of the season, and in particular uh, the playoff game. And uh, They did you know. the exact opposite of what you want for a team's trajectory. I mean, look at some of the early struggles that Tampa had. They add a few pieces. They start to play their best football at the time when it means the most, Pittsburgh was the exact opposite. They come out of the gate 11 and 0, and then they just start to completely, as you say, crumble and, and fall apart. And they're a shell of themselves. Um, somebody who's not a shell of himself. He's still a, a, a primetime player, even though he's battled some health injuries recently. He's one of my favorite guys off the field. And I, if I could have his career after football, he'd be one of the guys I'd sign up to, to take. And that's Richard Sherman. Uh, I think Richard Sherman still has something left in the tank. Do you see a change of scenery for him? And, and there's rumors of him going to art our engineers, Las Vegas Raiders. He's, he's through the glass <laughs> in the studio getting all excited already. Just the idea of Richard Sherman in silver and black, those dreadlocks flying all over Las Vegas. What do you think, Ryan Leaf? Well, you know, it's hard to it's hard to say in terms of age what it looks like from year to year. It really does. You you, you could have a great year and then it, there could Richard be a, Sherman in the Raiders. It just it sounds could be a good. significant drop off. We don't know that for sure. So I would be excited to have a player like him on my on my team. And then you just have to you know temper expectation and understand that there may some be some, you know, Growing pains. He was effective when he was on the yep. field last year. He, he just was. couldn't stay on the field. That was the only he problem. Was. That's, a, that's an issue. I mean, that's the what's the best uh, compliment to you as an NFL player? Availability. Period. Yeah. Ben Lyons and Ryan Lee, very grateful to be available today to fill in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show. And someone, uh, you know, one of the trade scenarios that is is being thrown out there involves the Carolina Panthers and Deshaun Watson. They would have to give a huge haul. Uh, to get Deshaun that would include Christian McCaffrey. Do you see McCaffrey on the move in Carolina, either as part of the Deshaun trade or part of another trade to bring a big-time quarterback? Now, that if, he, if they were to trade him because of retroactive stuff, I think there'd be, be like a $16 million cap hit, even if they got rid of his contract. So it, uh, Christian McCaffrey stayed put in, in Carolina. Um, but I can see, as they tried to package Teddy Bridgewater and some other picks and things like that when they tried to make the trade to – to Detroit, that could be something. Um, the more and more we get into this, Andrew Brandt is a guy I follow uh, closely because I think he's very knowledgeable of what that looks like. He's set on both sides, at the agent side as well as the team administration side. I, I do think that a, a lot of talk about mobility, especially with quarterbacks that a lot of people never thought would move, and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and in particular Deshaun Watson, I think that all that all stays in, in, in place. The only fear I have when it comes to Deshaun Watson is is that when the dominoes start to fall, like other things, some team out there gets desperate and then fires off a Herschel Walker, King's Ransom uh, package, 
and Houston's like, okay, now we can that we can make this worthwhile. Which would be a good thing for Houston because in that Herschel Walker scenario, they're the Dallas Cowboys in that, and we all know what Dallas was able to do in the 90s after the Herschel Walker deal. So, yeah, it's really important to keep an eye not only on all the quarterbacks, which are, of course, the big media story uh, in the NFL offseason, but it's these skilled position players, these high-profile leaders in the locker room that can really change the tide for a team. We even get to Odell Beckham Jr. and where he's going to play football. Um, so there's a lot of big high-profile guys who are in the news this NFL offseason. And coming up next, so excited for our next guest because he is the most excited man in the world. This guy is fired up. He's going to get you fired up. You don't want to miss it. Ben Lyons, Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> 